podcast tonight we're back to talk about the tavistock institute we're back and max is here max say hi howdy i'll say howdy okay so you can say howdy that's fine um (laughs) so this is i'm trying to remember where exactly i saw this okay no one of the first we were gonna do one kind of talking about some shadiness around george soros um, and it took me to um, some website, uh, some article talking about, like, it wasn't like George Soros specifically. It was just kind of him and, like, maybe, like, the Clintons and somebody else, and like, Russia or something. Um, mm-hmm. But it linked to, it said something along the lines of, uh, no, this is what it was. Okay, I remember now. It was on a 4chan board somebody within the FBI was answering questions and somebody had asked a question about the Tavistock Institute and this person had indicated like that person, like whoever said that knows they're on the right track, essentially. Um, They they didn't give more about that. So it's kind of mysterious, but it got me looking into it. Um, And I also saw several times people were mentioning like when they would go post stuff about Tavistock Institute, even on like conspiracy forums, it would get blocked, which is what, uh, that was my reaction. So (laughs) when was this like recent or has this been a while? Uh, I would say this is within the last five years at some point. So, okay. Yeah. I, well, in another, we, Oh, sorry. Keep going. I thought, I think I was interrupting you. Um, and I guess I'd give it like a really quick summary of basically what it is. It's essentially an institute that studies and develops techniques of like, I'll say mass brainwashing. That's like a, like an oversimplification of it. But basically, um, like they go to talk therapies. That's what I I kept seeing is what it's called. (laughs) And it's just. They get used by so many like political figures and elites and whoever in the world today that want to shape public opinion and get people to think a certain way um, is kind of the overall view of this. And there's like so much to it that um, I think we're just going to touch on some things and just kind of discuss our thoughts on, you know, you know, what we think they may be involved in today or something like that. Um and then in the future, we'll do a more in-depth exactly how they got started and what they were doing. Because um, there, there's a lot of... There's a person that wrote a book, an entire book on this that I, I, I plan to read to to get what he's got. So, uh, Matt, go ahead. Yeah, no. I uh, So, yeah, I mean, when I look this up, because I mean, this is kind of last minute, honestly, that <laughs> we chose the topic. We're going to go with something else and then... This sort of led into it. I think originally we were going to like kind of get into George Soros and just re- research him. Um, and then we, you know, decided to go to Tavistock. And there is sort of a relationship there, I guess, between Soros and Tavistock. Um, 
so I guess you know according to what I've what I've read quickly, uh, Tavistock I guess is is like somehow associated with the FBI, and, and the way that it's associated with the FBI and the CIA is that um, you know as, as Lee had mentioned, Tavistock was uh, they 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 studied psychology and uh, talk therapy, and this was in I guess 1946, and so um, and you know. It kind of like was a result of um, uh, Operation Paperclip in 1945 is kind of what I understand. Like they work together. And so the thing is, is as soon as you say Operation Paperclip or if you bring up like MKUltra, um, some people automatically, a lot of people actually, I think automatically think like you're crazy. Because like those have been... um, the media has like portrayed him as be, like kooky, you know what I mean? But when you read into it, it's pretty, uh, there's a lot of evidence that it's real. And like, so for instance, like one of the, the experiments, um, you know, that, that we've seen signs of, for instance, was like the Unabomber. And he basically, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if you saw the documentary on him, but I think what happened was he basically got taken in for, uh, you know, he went to like Harvard or or Stanford, like a really, you know, elite school. Um, I don't, I don't think he came from like a very like, you know, like successful background, so to speak, not successful, but you know what I mean? Like a very, like, I think he was like lower class, I guess. But yeah. what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, he would go to class and then he had these side classes and his friends didn't even know about him. Like they, he would always, he would always just get up and be like, Hey, I have to go. And like, I have a class. They're like, what the heck are you talking about? And like, they're, you know, then they were just like, oh, okay, he has classes at night. Well, it turns out like he was being experimented by like the CIA. Um, and there were like these CIA people that I guess kind of worked with the professors in psychology. There, I don't remember what the specific professor's name was. But he was running, you know, mind experiments and thought experiments on the Unabomber. Eventually, he kind of went crazy. That's that's just you know to show an example of like the sort of research that was done and like the results. I, and I don't know really I guess the details of what research was conducted, but they would like they I from what I remember they would get like really mad at him. They would have him take a test, and then if he would like miss one or two questions, they would get like really pissed at him and be like, "Dude, like you you need to do better." And 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 people like think that it, that these like experiments and like tests that were on the Unabomber may have been going on for like over five years like it was a, it was a year it was a long time so anyway somehow i think the tavistock institute of human relations is like involved in those experiments too and they maybe gave like advice to you know cia people i don't know the details but um uh with it um you know they they've experimented with something called gaslighting and the thing is is like i've heard a lot of um like i've, I've heard a lot of people that talk about politics they always say gaslight yeah it's a buzzword which could in itself be a strategy to like not mm. for people to not really know what's going on because you know people just are like yeah they're gaslighting they're gaslighting and and like some people pro- you know know what it means but i and i thought i did but i didn't really and so i, I started reading up on it because i saw it mentioned during you know these this like some tavistock institute research i was doing and it's essentially it's like a psychological um, I guess tactic that they found, um, out of, you know, these like psychological research is that you can kind of sort of like hypnotize people, um, in mass, like a large group of people. And in fact, I, I feel like the way it works, it, it's like 
it consumes on more and more people. Like it, it thrives. It's like a virus because essentially what gaslighting is, is like you make someone feel bad for their actions. And so there's like many ways to do it obviously, but, um, it kind of creates like a phenomenon, I guess known as like rebellious hysteria. So, uh, you know, as an example, like you can, you can like, um, the, 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 okay. So I was reading a blog. Honestly, a lot of what I'm saying is like, I'm, I, I got from this blog that I found and it was on like WordPress. So I don't really know, you know, even it's, it's legitimacy. I haven't back, uh, fact checked. Well, a lot we, of have, we have a WordPress but, site and we're legit. So I think it checks out. <laughs> WordPress <laughs> no, just means you're too own, cheap. <laughs> we don't want to become what we've already, uh, what we're talking against, you know, and just <laughs> using, you know, recycling resource, uh, news. But anyways, you, know, you got to think critically, but anyways, what I'm trying to say is according to what I've read in this short amount of time, um, you know, gaslighting is like a very effective way essentially of, of getting people to feel bad for, for their actions. Like by, you know, you could, you could pin a target and say like, uh, like something that everyone's sensitive to, for instance, you could say like, Oh, this action equals that insensitivity. And then as soon as you plant that idea, it's like rooted in someone's head and you start to form, it's a way of like forming other people's opinions kind of. And it's like misinforming people or like maybe not so much misinforming them all the time, but a lot of it is like blowing it out of proportion or like constantly drilling this thought of like, of like, um, shame onto someone. And so, and I'm trying to think of like an example. Um, cause I think that would, that would be good to have an example to like try to explain what I'm saying. But like for instance, like if, if like, uh, here you go, here's an example. Like if you're, let's say like you're, you're dating someone and they, um, they really enjoy spending time with their parents. And so like, you don't like that they're spending as much time with their parents as they are with you. So you start like making them feel bad for visiting their parents, even though that's like a, you know, it's like a fine thing to do. Like you should spend time with your parents if you can, you know? And so it's like, it, it, like, um, and you know, then you start saying like, Oh, well it makes me feel like lonely or something when I'm, when you're like, uh, always with your parents, like that makes me feel bad. And then like the person will start to feel like regret and remorse for like doing that. And it, you can think about it. Like every, a lot of people have been in this situation. Like, it's like, you feel bad for an action that you're like, you really shouldn't feel bad about. It's like, uh, but it's because yeah. like someone may have said something that makes you like think about it all the time. And it's like a little action that you start to think like very critically about, and it may not mean as much as you think it is sort of thing, but there's tactics to make people think that. And it even says like what I was reading about it is, um, that like depression is an effect of effective gaslighting. So like, like gaslighting essentially said in another way, like gaslighting can kind of make people depressed because they feel bad. And, and it's like a side effect. And like, mm -hmm. if you think about it, the United States and a lot of the world is in a like high of depression, you know what I mean? So, so that's just, I guess, the psychology behind, like, um, how it's, like, what is, you know, how, how powerful of a weapon, you know, these, like, kind of, I guess, thought experiments can have. And you can, it, the thing is, I think they're, like, easy to, like, instill in a population and then have it grow on itself, essentially. Yeah, that's crazy. Because, um, yeah, I was thinking, um... I kept seeing this pop up in all the various like articles and stuff I read of kind of about the best way like Tavistock knows how to get people to think a certain way is 
like you said, you know, making somebody feel bad for, um, for whatever. Uh, and then you can kind of get them to do what you want. And, and like what they, they do is like in modern, like on a big scale is they create, um, like crises or excessive amounts of fear or anxiety in people through various means. And then once they have them in that state, then they can be more, um, they're more suggestible, like open to being hypnotized essentially. So like you can, yeah. even with like the coronavirus stuff, they can early on, you just start. I wonder if it was a tactic that they kind of played it off as nothing initially. And then we're like, Oh, wait a minute. Oh, we were wrong to create like, more fear and anxiety and then once they have that then and they create like some scenarios of you know we care about the elderly and we care about so and so and and all of this so therefore we should do this 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 and then the public is much more likely to go along with it when it comes with and i'm thinking of like the the random example of like i don't remember who said it but like wear a mask so you don't kill grandma right like that just seems like a weird thing to say yeah there you go that's that that is a way of like gaslight like the thing is is what's so dangerous about it is like if you disregard that notion it can be dangerous like if you just disregard it completely and you're like um it's all it's all bullshit like like i don't i think it could be dangerous if you just disregard everything but to use that as like the slogan and to like get people to do stuff it's attack. It could be like seen as like, you know, even just like a campaigning tactic for people to like buy someone's mask, like a company's mask. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, yeah, and I think it's um, uh, you, you said like you don't want to disregard it all. I think it's set up that way so that, like, well, it, it's it, super it, successful. That's the thing. Like, that's why it's successful because it's hard to delineate like what's truth and what's not. And essentially what I was reading was saying that like, that's sort of the goal with gaslighting is to like fudge the lines between reality and not reality. It's like hyping up an emotion, you know, so that it overrides any sort of like thought process or, you know, chain of events leading up to a a, like verdict, if if you will. I don't know. Yeah. Um, It's, um, Go ahead, go ahead. Let me let me gather my thoughts here. I want to word no, this. No, I mean I didn't I didn't know exactly where I was gonna go, but I'm I'm just I mean I okay go go ahead. <laughs> um, like they said, let me say that, like I got it, I got it. They they okay, set okay. they set things up so that you can't question anything regarding it. Um, right. So, yeah. So, so that's kind of what I was about to say too. So like the reason that this is such a successful tactic is like I said, it kind of blurs reality and, and also what it does, like a, a way it does blur the reality is by saying like, like, okay, for instance, like George Soros, like he, like he's, he's Jewish. And so like you could like easily say like, well, he's Jewish. Like anything you say against him is like anti-Semitic or something like that. Like, yeah. And so that's like, well, it's complicated and it's, it it can be taken the wrong way. I'm just trying to explain it. But like that saying that like already provokes people to not speak out against him. Right. 
You know what I mean? It's like if you already put a label on it, like, well, if you if you put blame on this guy, it's because he's X, Y, Z, but really it's because like you've seen his actions, then you don't even want to like explain the actions because you already look bad, you know? And, and, um, and I think that's why it's so successful. And, and the thing with it is like, you know, you can sort of provoke the sentiment in a million different ways. It's not just saying what I just said. You can also like put an idea into a movie and then you can like normalize it. And, um, you know what I mean? Like, and then people like don't really care about it as much. It's, it's like the same thing. Like you, you make people feel again, you like make them feel bad for like saying something or, you, you know, you, so, so in action, I guess, like, you know, how does this play out in action and why is there so much, um, like conspiracy thought behind it? That's the part that I don't have like totally cleared out, but apparently like Soros, I guess, was known for like doing some crazy stuff, dude. Like he for certain did crash the London pound. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if you know about and, that. And but it's, yeah, I didn't have, I got that so could dis- cause like mass hysteria too. You know what I'm saying? That could be like another way of like psychologically messing with people. I mean, it did. Yeah. I think, sure. uh, England or London was in like a recession throughout the nineties. Like they were not doing well. Yeah. Um, I got sidetracked by like this Tavistock stuff, but like, um, I, I have a friend at work. He's from Bulgaria and, this I don't think it'd be so hard to find something like this over here because one, it's Eastern Europe in like the nineties or eighties and nineties, and like I doubt we cared at the time. But um, what he he told me about George Soros before he became like he's kind of like a um like the left would call him like a right wing uh, boogeyman kind of. This was like before that I had talked to him about. George Soros, um, and he's, it's, what he told me was that, um, they would call George Soros the right wing bogey man, just, right, just to be clear, not your friend, uh, it, it sounded like he no, meant like, yeah, in general, like, right, the, okay, the left sorry, color. he doesn't, he, he just says, oh, like, he would, he's got, like, a funny accent, like, oh, no, he's bad dude, he's bad dude, like, he would, <laughs> and he told me that he would, um, essentially, when Bulgaria's, when communism collapsed and everybody just went totally broke and uh, and whatever um he came in and bought like everything and especially like the media apparently and then would push push um i don't propaganda i don't know in detail like what what side he was pushing but he would do that and all the people there were they were on to it for the most part at least he was so um but yeah, so it just, he, I don't know. The conspiracy is that he likes to destabilize nations, swoop in and buy up um, all the key things like uh, utilities, the media, like all the super important things. While everything else is like going in ruins. Right. And he gets yeah, it super I mean, cheap and then he grows it up and then that's how he makes his you know, money. And then he like upcharges it. Yeah. And it's all linked back to like these these institutions of like psychology and also uh, I'm not all of the institutions of psychology, but like the ones he's funded and he has like charities. So people think think that he he like siphons his money to these charities, which like that is another form of gaslighting, because as soon as you say like, oh, I feel like he's like uh, fueling insurgencies, it's like, no, he, he's giving money to like 
like poor people or something like that because um he has a foundation it's like yeah but like what's he actually doing with the money that's what you got to look at I, and i don't know to be honest i don't know enough about it and that's but like, like um, <laughs> yeah that's like a double whammy it's like oh i can't believe you you don't want to support the needy or also oh my god i can't believe you're such an anti-semite it's like a double a double lose for you if you yeah, question it yeah so so that's the thing and so like the it, like going off what you were saying about your your buddy from bulgaria um like i was reading apparently like and again i, I haven't really fact checked a lot of this stuff so take it all with a grain of salt but apparently like george soros like funded like a lot of different organizations and like he funded like the pussy riot in like russia yeah. i guess yeah, yeah and it like it led to uh putin like banning him from russia i don't think soros is allowed in russia which is crazy yeah I would and that. like there's like a there's like a list of a bunch of different insurgencies that soros apparently funded and then and then yeah and then he's and then it's like you it's hard to criticize because there's like gaslighting me- mechanism behind it, I guess, if what is said is true, you know, like that he's funded these groups and stuff. I guess he's like linked to Clinton's and like Bernie Sanders somehow. I don't really know, but, um, yeah. So like it's, so there, I guess there's two parts to it. One is, does he do all this strictly for his own gain or does he truly, he's, he's definitely in support of like far left, like ideology. So, like if he goes to destabilize, like he gets kicked out of Russia because the ideas he's promoting is more, more um, like left leaning, and I'm pretty sure Russia's pretty right leaning. Um, is he doing that because he really thinks it's right and will protect the world, or is he doing it because it goes against the grain and it's going to cause issues? It's, it's and markets, then he can... man. I, I think it's I think it's markets. He he wants to like dominate ideology all around the world so that like his his market you know his idea of a market and how trade works is like fully complied with i think that's like what the idea is because i mean if you think about it like and that's something with capitalism is that you know it, it sort of destroys itself because you need a market to like dictate what's important but then as soon as you occupy that market there's no more there's like less and less room to grow i think so um so like uh, I don't really know where I was going. Oh, where I was going with that is like, so, I mean, imagine it like physically, like you saturate and, and get, you know, four main groups in each industry and market in America. Like, well, okay, now we can't trade anymore and like innovate as much in America. We have to move elsewhere. Like, you know, that's what some people would say, I guess. But so you need like markets to comply, I feel like. So that's probably what I would guess his, his like motive behind it all is. But um, I, I think you're right in that regard because he when i looked up his like if you go to wikipedia it's gonna be like the the whitewashed version the clean version of george soros um and it's he's essentially made all his money as a hedge fund manager so but he's donated like i've read anywhere from like 18 billion to 32 billion so i mean that's that that's good at face value um and if that's what like again if it's like I, i don't I feel like, see, I was about to say, like, I feel bad talking shit because if all this stuff's real, then it's like we're just discrediting like a very good man and that's not good for society. But on the flip side, if all these conspiracies are somehow like true, um, that's another way of gaslighting. It's like, oh, he's donated $32 billion. That's like a headline anytime you look it up. It's like, okay, well, he's a good guy. It (laughs) sounds good at face value too, but then 
And it's one of those things where you can say like, okay, well, where did he send that $32 billion? And then probably the response by a lot of people be like, does it even matter? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, it's like, how does he utilize his foundations and like funnels of money that he's set up? Because that's obviously how this guy functions. But like, so, so like as an example, like of how this could become dangerous if it's not questioned ever, um, an example that, that kind of comes to my mind is, I don't know if you heard of Jimmy Seville. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I mean, this is like kind of graphic content for anybody who's listening, but like basically, you know, so like warning, uh, but like basically this dude was like a comedian in Britain somewhere. I don't know. He was like, he was British Pr- probably in like the seventies. I think he was like, you know, his, at his peak or whatever. And he was basically, um, a comedian and like a TV show host, I think. In fact, he, he had been knighted by, <laughs> the royal family so that means he's above the law in all regards when he's out there um and he hosted parties with politicians all over the world and all this stuff right he was very connected with like the elite um but what what this guy did that's like real like this is not this is not like you can look this up this is legit this is like as real as it gets the dude had a charity he had several charities and hospitals for um you know, disabled people in, in different ways. And, and he essentially, this is like what I'm trying to say is, you know, kind of gaslighting in a way, cause he has this foundation. And what, what was found is that this guy, Jimmy Seville would go to, uh, so he would go to these hospitals and like, dude, this is really great. I don't even want like, honestly, want to, he, he would basically like take kids like from these hospitals and then like abuse them. And sometimes he would even take them. Um, I think they were called like, on what are known as like the, the Jimmy Seville's like death rides or like something like that. He would take them on a boat and like take them really far on the ocean with like politicians and they do whatever with these like people, these like kids usually. And then, and then like they would kill them and throw them overboard. And it was like, so, okay. So like this has been proven like, and this, like the, I don't know what his name is. I think it was the singer of like the sex pistols. There's a video from like, again, like the seventies where he even says on like this talk show, he's like, he goes like, you guys, uh, he's like, everybody is like, needs to look out for like Jimmy Seville, like watch out for this guy. And the host is like, what are you talking about? He's like, the dude is, is like atrocious. He's a like huge pedophile. He's a huge, um, this and that, like, he's like awful. Like he does awful stuff. And he's, and he even says in the interviews, like, yeah, the thing is, is like, I don't even think you're going to air this. Like, I, I doubt you'll even air this segment of the interview. They didn't air it. <laughs> and so it got leaked in <laughs> oh like, it got year leaked, like de- like, decades later um in like uh in uh you know like the 2000s probably like 2005 maybe and that clip came out turns out dude jimmy seville even admitted like before he died that he like that he was guilty of it so again it's like that whole story is just to show like how if you just see a situation like don't ever question it like or like someone's motives then you know, with a bunch of power, especially, then I don't know. It can lead to some awful things, like and like to that, like that that story alone, like is enough for me to say, okay, if that can happen and it's been confirmed, like anything's on the table at this point, like conspiracy wise. Yeah, like, that's, it's no, it's yeah. crazy because nobody nobody would ever have believed that back in the day. Nobody, and now we know it's true. Bro, and even if they did, um, and they proved that he was an, he was knighted, so he was above it, you know, he was above the law. Jeez. It's insane. So, uh, it just goes to show you. But, 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 
I don't really know why I brought that up. It's related just to somehow, you know, you can, people can abuse their charities that they set up. That's all I'm trying to say, you know? Um, yeah. So you, but, you don't, you just, you just don't know, man. So the idea is, you know, you can gaslight people and then especially if you have charities, you can like use that charity and weaponize it. And, you know, people, I guess, accuse Soros of doing that, you know, and part of it was through the, um, what's it called? Tavistock Institute. Yeah. So, uh, that's kind of like all I've really dug into so much. Do you, I mean, like I, I do want to keep going with this conversation. No, I think it's pretty For sure. Like important. I wrote down a bunch of notes. Like now I'm just like thinking about like how much of, how much of what's out there now has been influenced by Tavistock Institute and their ways. Um, I think now they have so many different like sub branches and they created a bunch of other, there's a whole list somewhere. I'll probably bring it up. Split off into different like uh, organizations so that they they can be like different, like parts of different um, like boards, I guess, or like uh, consulting groups. Yeah. I think so. I don't know where to start because I have so many notes. I wrote down a note while you were talking. Um, Tavistock pretty much has its hands in everything. Um, and I wanted to kind like of address... Hello Kitty of, yeah. <laughs> like the Hello Kitty of uh, psychological warfare. <laughs> I was going to like address like specifically first maybe um, in education. Um, this is something I've always... W- <laughs> I didn't think it was weird at the time. So I remember, so you had mentioned like, um, uh, oh crap, what's his name? The the CIA guy that they were doing experiments on. He had his special Love classes. Yeah, sorry, Ted Kaczynski. Um, I remember in middle school, I was selected for a, a special class. They didn't specify why I was selected for this class. This was in... S- sixth grade i believe okay and i didn't think anything of it like when i was a kid i was like oh i must be like real smart or something i don't know i'll just go yeah 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 (laughs) like i'm superior (laughs) and now that i'm thinking back on it the two things i remember from it we had to read two books um and i don't even know if these are popular books one was called give a boy a gun I don't know if you've heard of that, but we had to read that. Now, this is in sixth grade. And essentially, I, think I've heard of it. I don't know what it is, though. It's basically, it's not like it's fiction, but I don't know what it's called when it's fiction, but it's kind of based on reality, but it's kind of a just a guess at what it would be like. But it was supposed to be from the perspective of like the Columbine school shooters, essentially the book was written from their perspective and what they were doing and their mindset and how they did it. Um, Hmm. Which one, I'm in sixth grade, like seriously, I'm not ready for that kind of stuff. That's really crazy. Yeah. And then the second book we had to read was called nickel and dime. Um, I think it's a little more popular than that book, but it's basically a story about um, this lady that she did it four times. She just random. She went to a city with no money, 
and then tried to survive essentially like she'd walk in try and get a job wherever she could to get enough money to get a thing and to get an apartment to, and feed herself and all that stuff kind of stuff again kind of weird for sixth grade and so i'm trying to like when i look back that just seems weird but it, it's um that seems like left type ideology kind of i think that like the idea is that here read this school shooting book so you think guns are bad and then here read this book well, about how so hard what it, i was gonna i'm just i'm just well, what i was gonna ask is like with the giveaway gun book is that um is it like trying to synthesize them no it, it, it's from their perspective it's from their like, perspective but it paints them as like bad it, it doesn't paint them as good well, but I mean, that that kind of makes, I mean, that makes sense, though. Like, what? Right. No, I'm just saying by reading that. I think that, it'd be weird if it, like, sympathized them for them. But you're so you're just saying, like, the content in general, like, no, mass no. murder. Why am I reading that in sixth grade? I think it's, it's, this is, this is kind of like the, the mind games. Like, it's not, it sounds correct, but why are they trying to make me think guns are bad in sixth grade like that that's my thing oh i, I, I can't see. think I of it i can't think of any other reason like i should not yeah, be reading like, that in sixth grade. Re- yeah no i i see what you're saying like it's like you didn't even you weren't you didn't even have those violent thoughts until you saw like read that and then you're like what the but then it could also be that's what i'm saying too is like it could also be seen as like a way to provoke you to like do that but i don't know that's kind of that's i really hope not like, i hope that not. is really weird that you had to read that honestly i'm not gonna lie like that's like yeah very odd. Uh, so i, I guess yeah saying. one one theory is that yeah they're just trying to make me think guns are bad or two it could be um maybe so like incite violence or some shit like if you want to go extreme sure like it could be that and then maybe another more reasonable thing is that kind of to um maybe uh call out bullying perhaps like if if you don't if you don't don't bully and make sure you call out bullying or else they're gonna shoot up the school which i mean it's still messed up but (laughs) like i could see that as well i mean but then i just try to pair it with like and then with the other book why did we read that uh, it's kind of I don't know. That I, don't, is, I don't get it. It's, it's like, like it's, it's almost like negative they're, stuff. they're like they want you. It's like oh, if it's all negative, now maybe you're on to something here. That's the goal. It's like is, why are they like showing you all this like negative, like um, very hopeless content? Like, well, that's the strategy. Then I guess maybe we're on to something. The strategy is to create that that fear, confusion, anxiety, and then they can. Because if you, like, culture that, like, if you culture a very, like, like scared, um, kind of, like, for lack of better words, like, frail society from the inside, like, that's, that can be powerful, I guess? Because I, I wonder. I, I'm it's trying to so... see how this fits in. Like, it's, there's a way it fits in. It's just, it's, like the 
what yeah i don't know what were they trying to do is what i'm trying to figure out that's what i'm trying to think my idea my initial idea i don't think it's it but that's like a base level thing i could figure out and the problem is i can't remember like anything else we did we did some stuff with like increasing our vocabulary which seems okay but like I, i i don't know if i've i've been brainwashed and i don't know it because they, they, they put something in there after I read those books that I'm, I'm not remembering. But, like, it just, mm. it, it struck me as odd. They, they um, snapped the flash thing and wiped you. <laughs> it, like, it made no sense. Like, it wasn't particularly, it wasn't challenging content. So, I don't think it was because I was advanced or anything like that. It, and the kids in there were, I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. So yeah, that's why I bring that up. Like Dude, I, I'm highly just, suspect of that. <laughs> middle school was no, that is that's fishy. But man, middle school is weird in general. It's like, why are why do we have five minutes in between classes? I have to run all the way across. Like, I have to open up my locker, dude. That doesn't. That takes way more than five minutes. Like, I have to take a pee. Like, like I have to go oh, take a leap. Sure. Like, dude, middle school is the weirdest <laughs> thing, dude. It's like when you lose, um, like recess, dude. I'm in sixth grade. Like, I, oh, I want to go out and play. You know, like, dude, that was the thing I dreaded the most about going to middle school was yeah, no recess. <laughs> I was like, man, I can't be outside. Like. Dude, that's not. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> oh my gosh, that doesn't make any sense. Anyways, but yeah, I mean, there's just all these like, there's, there's with mental warfare, man. There's just like infinite doors of attack. You know, you can just play on it on people's emotions so easily. So it's like, uh, that's why it's that's why it's fishy. And and so I guess to that point, like you know, it's even easier nowadays with, um, you know, like. It's not again. It's not a novel idea, but like with the internet, when you actually think about like how powerful it is, it's pretty. It's pretty wild because if there's an idea that you're trying to spread, it's like we'll just put it in front of my face on the phone, and then like, and if you do that to everyone, they all have the same thought. Like memes are an example. Everyone's seen the same memes. You know what I mean? So everyone has that same sentiment and like, like funny bone that's tickled from a meme. And it's it's kind of cool how it can capture that in a meme, but like you can also weaponize it and. And it's like we have an internet that's like super vast, but it's also become like more isolated how it's been utilized or I guess how it's been implemented. It's it's more like isolated um, in like a unique way. And I don't know if you control those those strings of like what's being said and hand like, you know, directly pushed to your eyeballs. Um, yeah. And that's the I had... gas lighting very easily, you know. I had like a like an overarching theme note I wrote down is just like, um, just like essentially our opinions are not ours. Uh, we've taken them from various places and we've rolled with it because it takes so much effort and brain power to figure it out ourselves. But yeah, I have a note that says like, like we get instant gratification because of technology. Like you can just type something in a Google and then it's got that little summary box at the top and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah, there it is. And then and everyone see. Yeah. Yeah. You can just read headlines and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I got it. I don't need to read the article or you just read a tweet and be like, yeah, that's probably true. They got a blue check mark. It's just like, that's kind of the, our state now because of technology, we take it, we take it as truth, but 
because we're lazy i don't know well and, and what's really crazy too is um while i was like looking into a lot of this stuff um there was documents that i found from like man like probably the 40s like it was really old it was like hand it was like a pdf of like this handwritten script and then uh and it was like cia summaries of stuff i didn't dig too deep into it but that along with like even like more recent um headlines and stuff that i saw like the general narrative is that like during times of war like you should like it says in all these documents it's generally agreed upon that like um that during times of war there should be like a specific and like different kind of censorship to not like redirect um the initiative it's like but if if people who are paying for that i.e taxpayers don't want it they should know everything about it you know what i mean yeah it's just like that's what's man just going back to that whole yemen thing like oh man people could say like conspirators could say different things like they could point at soros and be like he he could have possibly incited the hooties or something and like that's like the gaslighting strategy because then people sympathize for you know a, a grassroots group or something and then you have the other side that like is you know saying like look they're uh, you know like protecting capitalism I, I don't know dude it's like by like attacking this group like there's the thing with all of this is like there's there's always like a clear like binary opinion or um like a, bin- a binary camp to step into and it's, yeah. it's it's always like boiled down and simplified <laughs> it's so annoying yeah it's everything is a everything is like a sports game now it's just you pick your side and you root for your team and that's it it's just it's one or the other there's no and it's all part of the censorship man and like and like making feel people you know swaying their opinion or even like creating their opinion in a situation and just right off the bat if you plant that seed in the people's head like you've already got them in that binary camp instead of them seeing like the full story unfold and like trying to think of solutions or you know what i mean yeah and it's set up so good where it's like yeah you you pick your camp or you're bad like so the people that actually want to get to the bottom of things are are ostracized like a (laughs) uh, yeah like a minority group that's like and that's what's man that's what's so crazy too is um like going back to like just you know screens it's like and like information on phones it's like again when the when the internet was first uh you know became popular it was kind of like a way to circumvent what we just you know we're talking about because you had like more again kind of like organic like actually organic groups of people like talking to each other on the internet and like validating what each other was saying back in the day when there was like all forums like people would post an article or they would post you know like their evidence and I feel like now it's a it's not so much evidence based and stuff and oh, no. um, and yeah. and a lot of like how that's happened was by using the same tool, i.e. the internet that was like had circumvented that in the first place. Then they found a way to like block that off and like use it against by you know by having like all these corporations that, are, that basically own the internet now and are drafting legislation as we speak, if not finalized. So. Oh. It's, it's crazy, man. I got to tell you, like, it's so hard to research conspiracies nowadays. Like, you have to be very specific in your searches. Like, I had to, um, if I wanted to do Tavistock, I had to do, like, Tavistock 
And then there's like a, a trick you can do to say also has to include the word brainwash or has to include the word manipulation. Then I got stuff that I wanted. But if you just type in Tavistock, uh, it's like, oh, this is a great institution that helps here and blah, 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 blah. But and it, it's endless. Like if you scroll through, it's just all um, reports from like mainstream media. You keep going yeah, and, and going all, and going and going. It's all the same. It's just parrots hearing the same thing and learning the same thing and then saying the same thing. And it's a chain effect. <laughs> and that's we never I don't think we ever did an official Project Mockingbird episode, but that's the goal of Project Mockingbird is like a mockingbird is a bird that can copy sounds of other birds or other things that they hear. And that's what they do. The media, they all say the same thing. And then there's that clip that goes around if, if I don't know how to search for it, but there's a clip of all these news organizations saying the, same saying the exact same thing. And that's that's just scary. Well, yeah, it reminds the me crap when we were researching, uh, what was it? Um, I think it was, yeah, when we were researching Yemen, dude, I, I found these two, I started off with these two articles that I had found and they yeah. basically said the same thing. <laughs> I was like, dude, they copied each other's homework. Oh my gosh. And that's a, that's a weird thing that I, I, I've, I don't remember who pointed it out, but it's the fun part about journalism nowadays is like all of these mainstream media sources quote each other. But is there actually an original source? Like they're just no, like, well, exactly. the New York Times no, said it, it, such and oh, such. And then no, so, Fox so News is actually, like, well, <laughs> no, I'm glad you brought that, that. So that's another part of like the conspiracy we've been talking about, like with uh, basically like funneling money into like unnatural insurgencies and making them, uh, you know, revolt out against, against what's, you know what I'm talking about. I can't even speak right now, but what I was, what I was going to say is, um, another part of like the tactic of, is like to attack journalists and like to like basically censor like more like roughly and stuff you, you attack journalists, you know what I'm saying? Like ones that go against the narrative and like, you can see that with Assange and with, uh, with Snowden, like, they both got attacked and are like, you know, they're in hiding. Like they're, they have to stay in these, um, you know, places of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't know. Isolation. Not rest, like uh, sanctuary. Like they have to yeah. say, they have to like find a sanctuary country that they can hide in. Um, so like, that's another part is like, why are we even like attacking him for, for leaking information? It's because then like, you know, the truth will come out and, and whoever's, you know, steering the narrative doesn't want that yeah and i i guess i don't understand the uh it's a george rr R. martin quote the guy who wrote game of thrones that if you cut out a a man's tongue you just prove what he was saying was true and that's <laughs> exactly the case with these guys snowden seems all right he doesn't because he's been on like joe rogan and stuff he seems okay but like I mean, dude, Assange, yeah, that poor Assange is man, still in jail, right? Yeah. Like, dude, and, and the thing, man, going back to like, I've said this before. It's like basically, I think everyone, you know, the whole idea of opposition in politics is is an illusion, and yeah. both sides work for the same boss. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, like, the thing with it is like, um. Nobody tried to help Assange or, you know what I mean? Like n nothing was done about him from any side. Yeah. And I don't know what that says, but 
I think it says, I think there's a lot to be said from that. You know, sure. words are cheap. Actions are actions are that's wild. What, that's what I would say, like to like the hardcore like Trump supporters. Like, if he does not pardon Snowden and Assange, like he's he's with the rest of them. Like he's part of the he's part of the machine. No, exactly, dude. I'll I'll uh, bring that up, and some people are like, I don't even know what's going on with Assange. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like you just proved what I'm trying to explain. Like, look, and then I'll be like, well, look into him, and no one does, and it's like, ah. People should look th- look into this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's... basically, Assange just got a hold of stuff and published it, and he didn't. The thing is, like, <laughs> I think the government's argument is that oh, the stuff that he released endangered like, like uh, our secret defense. agents, but like, yeah, this that's a, like a, dis- that's that, a distraction you need to update man your systems anyway like damn dude it's like if, if there's like that he's just like a. it's like the apple model you know where they're like if you can hack into our new os like we'll give you a million dollars well in doing that they're like if someone does solve a way then they're basically uh apple knows what they have to innovate and then they save money by giving a million dollars to that one person instead of paying a whole team then they know exactly what they need to develop to fix that bug it's like the same thing. It's like, dude, he hacked into your emails. Like, um, that's on you. You need to fix that. <laughs> like, are you not using a VPN? Are you not like, do you not have a firewall? What are you doing? And in, in, like the White House just emailing nonchalant, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so he basically, he published a bunch of private information that was very useful to us citizens. Right. So... And he's but but yeah they, like, yeah they, he's in jail for it. They they latch on to that one thing that like, I mean let's say like one spy got outed dude, and was as murdered. Dude. They're like, like they're like okay sorry go ahead. sorry 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 keep going. Uh, yeah, they're latching on to the fact that it's dangerous to some of their operatives in the field because something he had produced like outed them. But like, I mean, that's. That's not what we care about. There's so much other stuff in there that, like, that's what they say they care about, but they really care care about everything that's in there that you put out. (laughs) And we need to know. Obviously, we don't want someone, like, someone's life jeopardized, but it's like, okay, A, you're the government. You have, like, all these teams of, of intel. Like, you have another strategy. It's not like as soon as these are leaked, like, those people are dead. Like, you can, you know, re strategize and, you know, reset your your uh, control on the board you know what i mean so it's like okay move locations like do something or i don't know how it necessarily threatens them that's what i'm saying like it, and, and again it's like another tactic of gaslighting it's like well you threaten their lives like now that you've leaked that information it's like yeah but like you're doing stuff that's <laughs> yeah it's like no no like, don't distract evil. us no 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 we know what you're doing yeah. <laughs> so that's like the whole thing with gaslighting dude it's just like yeah deflect, you know? yeah it makes us feel bad because it's like look what you did he led to the deaths of these agents. How could you? You know, but that that distracts from the key. Like he's a journalist, dude. Like he's supposed to report on this stuff. Like that's what he. That's his job. You know what I mean? What the? Like it's like what? Why? Why are you like getting on him for doing his job? And then and then they're like, well, we have our own journalists. It's like, dude, he was like, Assange was like the king of all journalists. Like that's what everyone should aspire to be. Yeah. No, I agree. It's crazy. And it's kind of it, like a. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. And I was gonna say, it's something has gone awry. What was interesting is, um, uh, 
like Vox is kind of shitty nowadays, but uh, the Yemen stuff was a couple years ago and watching like their documentation on like the Yemen stuff was real journalism. It was crazy. It blew my mind. Did they get get bought by someone who owns? I'm sure (laughs) all the other ones. That's what you got to look at is like who owns these things, dude. Like if it's someone who owns all the networks and just don't trust anything they say, (laughs) like, because they because they know that they have like uh, most of the audience's attention. So like whatever narrative is said, that's going to become truth, you know, Um, for better or worse. I don't know, but. It's just uh, <laughs> we need we need to make um, on the ground journalism great again. That's what we need. <laughs> I feel like that doesn't yeah, you exist know, I anymore. I was thinking about that, like, um, and this isn't a bash. This is I'm not trying to bash on like the. Well, actually, I am bashing on the current state of journalism. It's pretty awful. But like, uh, like the new kind of like credible like, how do I say this without like undermining it, its efforts like there are podcasts out there that are they're trying to do their, their best to like report what's true you know what i mean and and like just kind of like explain stuff and it, it's like in doing so it's like okay this is refreshing but at the same time it's like they're where do they get their information to like it's i feel like what what's kind of like ter- what's just turned into people finding different articles like i mean me included for this you know what i'm saying i haven't actually been to these places and seen this stuff going on like, I don't know what's actually happening here. You know what I mean? That's the bad part, yeah, is we can't trust anything anymore. <laughs> like, Yeah, man. That's And again, that's the whole tactic of, like, gaslighting is is to create false thoughts, essentially. Yeah, and, like, for most people, if you just get them in a confusion, you can just say, no, I know you're confused, but just listen to us, and here's what we have to say. Yeah, or you'll say, like, I know you're confused, but just, like, go, you should err on the side of, like, justice, and what we're saying is justice. It's like, dude. <laughs> and then another scare uh, about these two individuals we're talking about, like, Snowden, it's kind of scary that he exposed so much of what the NSA is doing, and nobody cares. That's the scary part. I, well, yeah, again, I feel like people mostly think, like, oh, there's nothing I can do at this point. The deed is done. Yeah. Shit. We got all band together, man. Our eyes up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, let's see, I've got a bunch of notes here. I have one thing that says, well, we can talk about those. It's okay to say I don't know or I don't have an opinion. Is it, are you asking me, is it okay to say that? I'm just saying, like, I'm just, I, I'm just stating it is okay to say I don't know. It is okay to say I do not have an opinion on such subjects. But I feel like that that mentality does not exist in our current society. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If you talk... Unless you I get, think if you uh, talk to normal people, like not normal, not normal, like what I'm saying is like I think if you took a sample size, most people would say like, and you ask a slew of questions. I, I think a lot of people might say like, oh, I don't know, on some of them. Really? Like, okay. I, I, I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong. I don't know. I could be wrong too. It's that's a good question. Because I, I mean, kind of feel how like many if people you, are not okay with saying I don't know. If you go to ask people, I feel like if it's something they, um, they don't actually know about they will default to their what does the person I listen to the most say about this? And they'll say that. 
They'll just mm-hmm. they'll just throw up the talking point of whatever it is based on which team they're rooting for. Essentially, that that's kind of what I was getting at. Um, I don't know. I mean, you could be right in that just the average person that doesn't even care about this stuff would say, "I don't know." You could be right. We'll have to do a man uh, on the street episode, dude. We ah, we should we should hit the streets, <laughs> go to go to places that we're reporting on. That'd be wild, dude. What if we went to one of these countries or something that we're reporting on all these atrocities? There's like nothing going on at all. It's like what the yeah, heck? Yeah, we go to Yemen. They're like, no, we're just hanging out. What's what going on here? <laughs> no, that's that's. Oh my gosh, dude! Imagine. What are you guys talking about? You guys are freaking crazy in America. No, that's true. You guys are killing each other. We are. Oh, I did not. <laughs> um, let's see. What else do I want? Oh, I got on here. Identity politics has control of us. Yeah, I think we kind of cover that. It's just. Uh, it's hard to. Like even for myself, I'll be honest. Like it's. It's hard to break free of that sometimes. To to think outside of because I, I get lazy myself sometimes it, it's like like I have my own thoughts and opinions on certain things but other things I may not know a whole lot about I am going to default to what I've heard from individuals and those individuals are biased in one way or the other so I'm guilty of it yeah we're do I mean we're all guilty of it that's that's why it's like that's why it can be weaponized or or anything like that. But like, it's like at the end of the day, I don't know. Um, I don't know. You just got to read more or, or like try to understand something more. And like, I feel like the th- the problem is if you're talking to someone who, who ends up knowing a lot about a certain topic and they're strong leaning in one side, like it can be intimidating, intimidating to even try to like ask about it or something like that. And I think so people veer away from sort of conversations like this and then, um, I don't, you know, instead of like learning from people and getting yeah. different perspectives, a lot of times people will either revert to saying like, I don't know and I don't care, or they'll just like, uh, you know, they just don't want anything to do about it, you know? And this seems to be, uh, I don't, this is something I'm just kind of thinking about now. Like, um, we, we don't engage in discussion or debates anymore. It's just we demonize the other side and we leave it at that and we stick to ourselves. So it's almost like both sides are stuck in echo chambers and nobody nobody wants to talk to the other side. And I think it's out of fear that, one, they don't actually know what they're talking about. So, <laughs> so if somebody brings yeah, up any yeah, points, yeah. you're screwed, right? I think that's that's kind of an indicator of where we are in society is if everybody's afraid to debate each other, it's because nobody knows what they're talking about. Yeah, I think like um, what I always think is like the most important thing is to like try to avoid a situation where we're living in the cave, you know, like the allegory of the cave. Like as long as we can stay out of a cave that is being, you know, cast shadows uh of cinemography that we just consume and have no idea what else is on the outside. Like as soon as we get to that point, it's like uh, it's game over for the, for mass population. I think like we, we got to stay out of the cave. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
And, you know, I'm hoping, you know, this podcast can kind of be that. Like, we don't want to go into the caves. We want to find the truth. We want to find it out for real. We don't just want to, you know, (laughs) take truth from other people that we know that we've shown are bought off or biased or whatever. I don't know. It's just... Just need different perspectives. I mean, we need a lot of perspectives, and we need reflection on those perspectives. Like we really need to think about things, and that's that's rare these days. Yeah, I think I think people are starting to become aware that it's rare, and it's going to become more popular. Um, I hope so. I really do. That's my opinion. But I mean, the the I mean, like. You can go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, hopefully, like this this podcast is a way to sort of get that, and you know, if people send send us ideas like on our email, that'd be sick. Dybpodcast at gmail dot com because then we we get to see other perspectives or maybe get insight into something we didn't know, you know. And that's yeah, like you said, that's sort of like what I want to do with this podcast is like use it as a, as a personal way to grow and get new opinions as well as uh, you know proclaim some things that are out there that people might not know about. Sorry, what were you yeah, going to say? Yeah, I'm hoping we can learn stuff. That's, I think that's key. Like, And then spread the knowledge. Yes, to everybody. I was going to say <laughs> something like, uh, I don't know how old this saying is, but like the the bread and circus analogy. Yeah, dude, the, Caesar, uh, right? Like, I think, yeah, that's, that's who said it. Like, and honestly, like, Rome was like, I mean, it, I don't know how to describe it. It was modern for its time. Like it was, it was like the place to be and it failed. And we're doomed to do the same if we don't learn from their mistakes, essentially. But yeah, I, I guess you had said Caesar said that, that if we give people bread and circus, they'll be happy. Like we're so distracted by all the stuff around us now that like nobody even cares about the truth. It, it, it doesn't matter because yeah, dude, it's just like, where's my next iPhone? Where's my next iPhone? Right. It's just, when's the Xbox coming out? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean hell, hell yeah, dude, I love video games, but <laughs> yeah, it's like consumerism. And then I got celebrities, yeah. TV, movies, music, Dude, and like, that's the thing again with with like uh, with ca- I always point back to capitalism, man. I feel like that that problem was kind of like very uh, that that whole thought process was very like hyperinflated. That the idea of um, you know consumerism, obviously, and just wanting the next upgrade of something, and it's like uh, I don't know can branch off into a million different ideas, but it's, it's just dangerous. I think, you know, if we just had a plot of land that we made our grew our vegetables on ate food and went down to, you know, the forest for a hike every once in a while, like, dude, that might be a lot better than what we've got now. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's a tiny bit of hope in like, that does seem to be a trend among the, the hipsters as we call them, um, moving away from buying stuff and moving towards like, simplifying things and what's the word Minim- minimalists living a minimalist right. life like but dude, hopefully that's that catches start on. getting taxed man like the thing is is like with, with capitalism again 
it's like they as soon as their market starts to shrink they like the the biggest this is what i think at least the biggest problem with capitalism is that it has to like create problems that it, it for it to solve and so like i don't know the thing you know basically like I, I don't even really know where I'm going with this, but like you could essentially see as a capitalist, like, oh damn, you know, minimalist living is um, becoming more of a popular thing. And if they have that insight and like they get an acceleration on their on their like you know defense against that, so that they can maintain like shares of market, they can start saying like, oh, if you grow like uh, you know x amount of fruits to yourself, like that gets taxed or something. Like it's like for instance, there's like the the uh, Deutsche Bank is like trying to pass this rule where if you work from home, you get taxed like significantly higher than someone that has to go into work because like they're, they're at a, at a disadvantage as like being a, um, like, a you know, an essential worker. So, so there's like a few problems with that. First of all, that's another gaslighting technique. They're like, well, they're essential workers. They have to go in. So like you should help foot the bill for them. It's like, but the problem is you made them essential workers. Like you put that title on them. So they create the problem and then they need a solution. And so what I'm trying to say is like, if they see, Oh man, people are starting to become more mobile living and this and that, they'll just set up another infrastructure that taxes that so they can profit off that too. And make that hard. I, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, 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 um, everything can be weaponized. <laughs> I'm still confused by like the whole, maybe we we gotta do like an economic systems episode because like to me capitalism all it means is that people can own their own property and then but then the weird thing that we've got now is like like corporations that's the weird thing so maybe well, it's, I mean, but that's not weird though because they've been around forever with like rockefeller and vanderbilt and all the robin bears like it's always been a thing. It's just, it's just mutated and like looks different. But, but I mean, it's still the same exact families that were involved who like set up a corporate structure and like who set up a capitalist system. Like they're still the ones who are making decisions in the best interest of a capitalist system. But it's like, when you're the one who set it up and you set it up so heavily, like with the card stacked against labor that like how, is like what the hell you know I don't, so that's maybe, what, maybe that's here's really lost with capitalism maybe man. here's like, the difference is it's it's corporate capitalism in corporations it's basically just a bunch of people i mean it's really it's one person at the top buying everybody's like labor essentially and taking all their stuff and using all that to buy a bunch of stuff so that they have a better place in the market like that that's bad but like uh, like from my level, like I want to own my own property. Like that's, <laughs> I don't see that the seems flaw like in a that. Very like modest request. No, I I think that's seen, that's pretty modest. I think everyone should have like a little bit of their own property that they can maintain and like self sustain themselves in a way. You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm trying to say. Is like we've gotten very far away from that mentality because it's like everything is just um, manufactured for us, and then it becomes like a quote unquote like essential in your life, and then you need the next version because capitalism makes the operation operating systems on your phone and the, you know, all that stuff like fail essentially so that they can like keep churning out a new product to stay up on top. Yeah, like it's not a novel idea. It's just, it's it, to me, that's like the biggest downfall. It's like, 
it, it's bound to fail and i feel like it has failed in a lot of ways and then there's bailouts so like okay <laughs> well i guess it's still working is it though like i don't know see but that shouldn't even know. be part of it i think that's part of the problem like bailouts piss me off like that's not that's not how it's supposed to work and i think that's that nasty relationship between politics and corporatists you know uh sort of yeah i guess but it's definitely not a free market i'll say that much oh it's not Uh, that's the problem (sighs) it's complicated (laughs) The problem it is, is it, the problem is it really is complicated, and, is. and like and, I said, and, like I don't think any system ha- is gonna even come close to figuring it out. Like it's it, it's almost like a trade off thing, honestly. And that's why is. I had I'll said the thing that. like everybody's kind of got to pick pick what works best for them. The problem with like America is. It's I'd almost prefer that each state kind of kind of went their own way and they kind of do to some extent um, if they want to be more socialist socialist or if they want to be more capitalist or if they want to try something else entirely that they can. It's America is such a diverse country, like so many different resources, different cultures, different um, mindsets that to find one that fits perfectly for all of it is an impossible task right no i agree uh should be scaled back on a federal level i think but everything should then i have a note here that says like we rely on too many other people like aren't like (laughs) so that's exactly what i was saying like capitalism builds a market and then they're like oh like this product's hot like uh we need to expand the market and then they're like well we don't have enough resources and then they're like well let's just go bomb a country and take their shit and then they do that and then it just starts to deconstruct man i that's the problem and that you almost have to and this is kind of my view for now is just it has to be a straight up free market like period <laughs> No regulation, no nothing. Like, you bring what you have to the table. But then, I, you know, I, I think about this. But then this. you got to worry about waterways. People are going to just be dumping shit into the waterways and everybody's going to be growing, like, another eyeball. And that's not good either. I don't know. That might be... I don't know. I would hope not. Because, I don't know. It makes the most sense, though, man, from, like, a just a production standpoint it's like just throw it in the water like i don't because as soon as you do it the, the appropriate way and start dumping things the appropriate way then you have to like set up another facility to handle that and you know what i mean so it's like yeah just dump it in the river that's what anybody would do i think you know there's some waterways out there that are just destroyed because of like no regulation hmm. yeah it's almost like i don't know the problem is like it's a tough (laughs) you actually have to take the time to look at things to be like okay we need to regulate this but how do we regulate it in a way that doesn't hurt other people 
and nobody's willing to think that far. You know, it's just yeah, it's always short term. Dumping or, a river is bad, like, therefore, um, you know, you just I, I don't know what you would set up. <laughs> Make an organization that goes and monitors um, people and sees whether or not they're dumping it in a river or not, and then finds them accordingly. But then that organization needs to be funded, and therefore the funding needs to come from wherever and. Just, well, also you got to think like, uh, like if if they're if they're like, okay, well, if I can't throw it in the river, then I'll burn it. Like, then you might have to re- you have to regulate that too because it's like, oh, dude, you're putting a lot of like mercury into the air. Everybody's so I, dying around you. Like, <laughs> I think that's the weird like feedback loop that we live in. Is just people are constantly finding ways around in loopholes, and then the government is constantly making laws to counteract that. And then you just stack and stack and stack laws until we're where we're at now. And it's just like, this is a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> it's a little over the top. Yeah. Uh, there's a fine line, man. I mean, there has to be, there has to be regulations. Um, I think, but it needs to be managed properly. I think is probably the biggest issue. I think usually it's mismanaged on a large scale. And so, that is the biggest in, issue. In, in many different ways. It's, you know, I mean, like I've heard stories, you know, where they'll, they'll throw a bunch of money to, at a, a school district for like five years and like it gets worse over time. Like there's, I've heard stories of that and it's like, yeah, okay, you're getting a lot of money, but what are you dealing with it? That's like where you have to investigate, like what's it going to, where is it being directed, how much of it's being allocated in specific ways and like, um, that's where I think it gets lost. You know? So how do you make how how do you make somebody care? So let's the say, problem is money let's say, is what ends up making people care. That's so go, so government says, okay, school's doing bad. Here we're gonna throw a million dollars to that school district. There we're done. And then the school district gets it, and they do whatever. So it almost seems like it's on the school district at that point, and the the parents need to. Yeah, no, I was going to say the community has to get yeah. involved at that point and then and say, like, we need X amount of money, like, we have a strategy, we'll buy these, these uh, you know, this equipment to help the kids in this way, like, we'll start with a small amount and then, you know, we see that, like, progress will grow. I, I don't know, there's, like, going to be economic breakdowns, financial flow, you're going to have to look, all that stuff. I don't know, I don't, I don't even know, but... But then we almost like, file... Yeah, have it's... a team come together and, like, <laughs> but then we go. <laughs> then we go back to... Um, the community is distracted by bread and circuses. <laughs> that they don't care. Like, let's, so no, no, no. Like so, here's the thing, though. Man, I always try to imagine. I, I always imagine this. Not try. I just, it just, I always think of this. I'm like, dude. Okay. For instance, like we we always say, you know, if there's another life form out there in space, I think automatically people assume, oh, they come here, dominate us, kill us with laser beams, blah blah. blah. But it's like, okay, what if someone visited us and really what they sought out was just like art? Like they wanted to find the best art or like the best music. I mean, it's, it, I guess it's kind of like got. that Rick and Morty. Yeah, it's like that Rick and Morty <laughs> episode. Like what if there honestly were like, what if people cared more about, um, you know, making like the best sound or like, um, you know, like, you know, making like the, the I, I don't know, making the, the most fun roller coaster, something like that. That's like, you know, good. That makes people happy. <laughs> Instead, it's like, how do we make the best bomb, the cheapest bomb, the most explosive bomb? How do we do that? Like, why is it turned into that, dude? Like, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think it just, it probably stems back, all the way back to way back when, when it was just us versus them, like constantly. Because back in the day, it was, you had to create the better weapon to defend yourself from the Huns or Alexander the Great or Napoleon or something, you know. Mm, that makes I, sense. I don't know that if that like sense. carries over. I mean, it, no, it's, it does. It's, it's almost, you, no, it yeah. for sure does. Because then you have that guy. Uh, oh, damn, who's that guy who they found like thousands of his inventions? Um, Tesla. No, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, what I was gonna say is like, yeah, dude. Anytime you're in like a dire situation where you need to defend yourself, like that's when you start to get like engineers and like scientists and whatnot involved because you're like, hey, you guys need to develop something to counteract what they're doing. Uh, who's that guy? He made like the. There was like this thing that he made that was like it, it like defended Sicily, I think, and it was like a hook for boats. Like when boats came to attack and put ladders onto like the walls surrounding Sicily, I think they, like this inventor basically made like this thing that would hook the boats. <laughs> it would like it was like in the water dangling, and when they got close enough, it would like hook these boats and just like, like just destroy the boat um damn he's made like that thing where it's like surrounded you sit in the middle of it and there's like i don't know if there's like guns all around or something and you're in this like mechanical man dude that sounds hardcore (laughs) it it was like from a long time no as soon as i say his name you're i think it was archimedes Hmm. okay i believe you you don't know archimedes i don't know much about him at all but oh, I guess I'm going to have to do dude, my research. You're missing out, dude. We should do an episode on him. He's like, they found just like a ton of his like, like drawings of thing of like inventions that he drew. He was, I don't know. Is he and better he's than like, Da Vinci? Da Vinci? I don't know, man. He's pretty, he's pretty legit, dude. I'll check him out. You should look into him. I definitely will. But then, yeah, I was kind of thinking like, so what if it's, I think it's the mindset of us is we assume that people are going to behave the worst. So that, that kind of like your, your example of why we need regulation is because people are going to do bad things. And I wonder if that's kind of the global mindset now is that if we stop inventing new weapons, that guy over there is going to make a bunch of weapons and come kill us, you know? assuming no, they're gonna that's do the like worst the concern. That, that's the yeah and then if you like bulk up to defend against that they're gonna assume that you're about to attack <laughs> oh, them god. oh god <laughs> what a mess <laughs> god that's oh, terrible man. just seek the truth man i guess that's all you can do i really don't know cray cray um, let's see most of my notes i wrote something at the last minute that just said i read it somewhere along this tavistock institute is that like the more that they can kind of program us and get us to think the same the more predictable we are and they can kind of act accordingly oh right and they know they probably have like an idea of how the possibilities of your reaction and then they like know how to influence that to the next reaction yeah, you know so I mean? like apparently they like create and it all, it, a lot of it stems from like mk ultra and all that like the, yeah. The, yeah sorry go ahead they'll create like profiles of people and it's a lot easier to do when you've been messing with them like it it's so much easier because like if you 
I don't know if you... You're like creating controls in a way. It's almost like if you find somebody, you pick a Facebook page, and let's say that their their photo is like a MAGA hat, for example, you know so much about them already without even having to do anything. And that's the way they want it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kind of creepy, but... Um, that's how censorship yeah. works man <laughs> yeah that's I guess that's our talk on the Tavistock Institute I will be doing more research on that to give you more specific examples um, I have some roughly I just didn't want to butcher them so I'll save them for later um, so that you know I feel like if I get something wrong it kind of discredits what I'm saying so I want to make sure I'm clear in, in what what hand they have in almost everything these days. So that's yeah. it. Max, you got any final thoughts? Upcoming. No, um, no, man. I think, I think it was, it was a good one. I don't I think I've kind of said all that I've, that I've got down here. So, so yeah, it's time. It's time. You people start to think for yourselves and learn for yourselves. And that's what we're going to do here. We're going to learn. And the real. way we do that is communicating send us emails dybpodcast at gmail.com yeah for real let us know your thoughts like we don't even care about money stupid let us us know stuff let us know you exist we assume everybody's just just bots (laughs) yeah just be like hey you guys are all right (laughs) that'll that'll make our day so but yeah that's it much love to y'all's 